friends. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Welcome to Ships on Fire. We are inviting you into our journey as we share our struggles, our victories, and all the in-betweens. We'll dive into relationships, discipleship, and leadership. We're passionate about our friendships and our story of courtship. So join us as we set ships on fire. Hey there, we are excited and we hope you are excited to spend some time with us. So wherever you are, grab a cup of coffee or water or whatever it is that you drink and let's let's uh, start our conversation. Hey, how's it going today? So guess who's a grandpa of a nine pound baby boy? You might have guessed it. Yes, it's me. So I'm very excited um, as I am a very young grandpa, um, I believe. So what I wanted to start off with as we get into this podcast is talking about my new grandson. His Hawaiian name, we'll start there. And uh, his Hawaiian name is Keola Kupa'a. Um, of course, part of that name, Keola, my name, as well as my oldest son's middle name. But uh, Keola Kupa'a means steadfast life. And his name was birthed from John 10.10. And John 10.10 starts out with, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came, Jesus, that they may have life and have it abundantly. So when we think about that steadfast life, uh, I think of abundant life. But the beginning there talks about the enemy. He's got one mission, is to seek, kill, and destroy. And the reason why I tell you this story now with my grandson in it is, a few weeks before finding out the good news, my daughter prayed the prayer of salvation. And I remember when she said it, the first one of the first things I told her was, hey, just be careful, because the enemy doesn't like this. Just be aware, be ready, put on the armor of God. You know, we'll fight this battle together. So she's saved, she trusts Jesus, And fast forward a few weeks later, she finds out she's pregnant. And of course, initially thinking about all this, you could instantly think, oh my goodness, was this, was this what I was talking about, right? The enemy jumping in. And and let me, let me go back. That is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is I believe the lies that initially jumped into her heart of what's my dad going to think? Oh my gosh. Fear, anxiety, worry. Now the good news, no matter the circumstances, the enemy wasn't going to steal the joy of this child. He is a child of God, fearfully and wonderfully made, knitted in his mother's womb. God created him, knows him, and loves him. God loves my daughter, God loves Jess and I, and God loves you. So today we're going to be talking about the lies of the enemy and how the enemy will use lies. And I like to think of lies as there are thoughts from the enemy that lead us away from God and away from his truths. So Jess, in our some of our previous podcasts, you've mentioned lies, you know, different things that you had believed or had made agreements with. You know, what's your perspective? What's your take on lies? Yeah, so when I think of lies, I think of the enemy. So he is the father of lies And the opposite of that is God. So God is a God of order and the enemy is very much confusion. So anything that has to do with confusion would be 
the enemy and anything of order would be with God. And I think also anything that would stop me from advancing the kingdom. So when I say that, I mean like, well, I don't think I know enough Bible knowledge, so I'm not going to teach a women's Bible study or... I'm not, I don't know how to pray out loud, so I'm not going to pray for my friend that desperately needs prayer. Yeah, just when I think of everything you just said, it brings me back to, I remember there was a time where one of my mentors uh, in the past would say things like, hey, for every yes, but you have to say three yes, ands. So I I think about that when when I hear things like that, because like for me, it's like, you know, yes, yes, God, I like to be adventurous, but I'm afraid. You know, when it comes to like discipleship, it's like, yes, God, but I'm not qualified. I don't have enough. Just like you had just said, Jess. I remember when it came time to leading a small group, you know, same thing. Like, yeah, but I don't know scripture enough. I don't have a big enough house. Um, You know, tithing was another one, right? Yeah, but 10%. Oh my goodness. You know, but what about my bills? You know, and I think of people that tell us, you know, when they're, when they're out church shopping, when they tell us about them church shopping. Oh, I like this service. Yeah, but, you know, the pastor or the kids program or the music or whatever it was, it's like a yes, but, yes, but, yes, but. So I can relate to a lot of those yes, buts because throughout my life, I have said a lot of those, uh, specifically some of the ones that you've mentioned. And I know that, I know that when I've said those things, I felt like actually they were true. So I was being deceived by the enemy to actually feel and think that those things were actually true. So through years of of studying and reading scripture and actually knowing what God says about me and what is true, that has helped me so much to overcome a lot of those yeah buts. So I heard this uh, a couple years ago and it just stuck out to me so much and impacted my life. The people that study counterfeit money, so they study the real money so that when they see fake money, they know it. So if we study the truth, which is God's word, then we will know when the enemy comes in and speaks lies to us and we'll know if it's true or if it's false. So the more I can get to know what God says by reading his word, then I'll know what is true and what he says about me. So if the enemy comes in and says something like, we are not smart enough, so I'll know that that's not true because God does not say that about me. He says, if you need wisdom, ask him and he'll give it to me. Yeah, it brings me to even Jesus, right? When Jesus was in the wilderness in um, in Luke, right? He had he used scripture, you know, when the the enemy was tempting him and and you know getting him to to give up, you know, all power to him. Uh, you know, Jesus would say, you know, it is written. He'd mention scripture, and then at one point, the enemy even brings out scripture, right? He he kind of twists it around, but because Jesus. Of course, he's Jesus, knows scripture. You know, he really flipped it right back at him as to, well, here's what it says as as it is written. And, you know, like for for myself, I mean, even for you, Jess, I'll speak for you. Like, we're not Jesus. So if we don't know his word, then I know for sure I could definitely be deceived. Yeah, and when you think back to the garden where Adam and Eve were, the first thing where the enemy comes in and... It, like the first thing that he says to them is, 
did God really say that? So from the beginning, we've been questioning, well, did God really say that? Like I can sit there and read the Bible and know that it was it, that God did say the things that he's said, says about me, but I'm still going to question, well, did he really, really, really say those things? Yeah, definitely. And, and it's like you said, Jess, the enemy wants us to believe that the lies are true. So what must we do about it? We need to resist. James 4, 7 tells us to resist. First Peter um, chapter 6, also another time where it says resist, meaning that we have to resist. Like we could easily be deceived. We could easily believe it. And then we make those agreements. So an example of some something where the enemy can come in is I could be thinking to myself, uh, let me think of something. I don't feel pretty today. Like I feel ugly today. And then I could come downstairs and my kids could say, man, you look really tired. And I'll be like, um, yep, I'm ugly. Definitely ugly. <laughs> or, I don't feel beautiful today. So, so that was a not great example, but anyways. Um, but another example could be like, I don't feel like I can lead a small group and then I find out that one of my friends is going to start leading a small group. So then I could think, yep, it's true. I'm not qualified because now my friend's leading a small group and they didn't pick me. So then I could go down down that you know route of believing well I'm not qualified and there's somebody out there that's way better than me and they're gonna they're gonna lead this group and I'm not I'm not you know good enough. So then you can go down that. So you have to be careful of when you're, you know, not to compare yourselves and when stuff like that, just be aware of that is not actually, you know, the truth. Yeah, definitely that whole comparison being the the thief of joy, right? So also, I think a lot of um, the times I said it earlier where anything that stops me from advancing the kingdom, I know that I've spent a lot of time fearful of what other people are going to think about me. So I haven't done, I in the past, I haven't done a lot of things. So I would just sit back and stay quiet. That's not really what I think Jesus wants us to do. I think he wants us, you know, when you think about his disciples, they were very not qualified people, you know, so so I have to remember that he chooses the people that aren't really, you know, top notch. Like he chooses those people and he wants those people to advance his kingdom and, and, and share about him. Yeah, because it's definitely, you know, that whole going from head to heart, right? We can be have so much Bible knowledge and, and a lot of head knowledge, but if there's no heart change, then, you know, because that's really where I believe that's one of our biggest weapons, right, against the enemy is that, that heart change, that, that, that armor of God, the fruit of the Spirit. But again, but if we don't know Scripture, if we don't know what Jesus thinks about us, then we kind of fall into it. Because if you think about it, like, you know, you've talked a little bit about it before. Satan's the father of lies, right? You know, he has nothing to, nothing to do with the truth. Uh, it says it. So again, we can also find out about him in scripture, right? He has nothing to do with the truth because there's no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character for he is a liar and the father of lies. It says it right there. Uh, John 8, 40, uh, verse 44. So, um, you know, again, we can, if we're rooted in scripture, 
we can be aware of exactly who he is because he doesn't just come out with, you know, a sword and a hammer or something and just jumps in front of you, right? I mean, he's behind the scenes, uh, scheming, studying, looking at every little move that we make so that he can be, uh, he can be strategic when it comes to, uh, jumping in and, and pouncing on like that lion as, as we talk about. Yeah, I think the enemy is really good at studying us and knowing our weaknesses. So he'll use those. He'll use um, like your weakness and he'll have me kind of... He'll use you as kind of my weak point. Yeah, so I'll like I can be your enemy kind of, you know, because he knows where I'm weak. He knows where you're weak. So he can use us against each other. So we have to be really careful and be aware of that. Yeah, that definitely um, happens. And then being aware of where, right? So I know he can use people close to me. He can use Jess um, against me. One other thing that he uses against me a lot is frustration. Um, That's one of my big sins is I get very frustrated a lot of the times. And it's not until I'm able to step back and sit and ponder what's going on before I realize, oh my goodness, here's where he's trying to trying to use this area whether it be me against someone else or me against someone who's you know who's seeking truth but he'll he may use that frustration uh, against me so we've talked a little bit about some of like our lies as you're listening to this do you any does anything come to your mind about some lies that maybe you have believed about yourself what are some common themes that Keola that you can think of that people have mentioned about you know lies that they've believed about themselves yeah I think the biggest one is always right I can't do it right I I can't do this because yeah but I don't have enough knowledge or I don't have enough you know capability or experience or whatever that is so yeah that's a great question and I we'd love for you to uh, shoot us a quick email or even get on Facebook and shoot us a quick comment about what you've, you know, what you've come up with and then how you can have gone into scripture to see that that's not true and to be able to denounce it. And I think also really, really, really helpful is having um, relationships with people in your lives, like a friend that you can really trust and your relationship is built on the foundation of God and you have that that trust and you know that that friend's ultimate goal is to move you closer to God. So I have friends in my life that when I will say something that they can quickly say to me, hey Jess, I think that's a lie and I think you need to talk to God about that and kind of remove that agreement that you've made with yourself so you can get freedom from that so you can do what you were made to do and not and not be scared or whatever the the feeling is that i that i you know that i think is true that i'm believing about myself and i think also in those friendships know that it is okay to say the things that you feel like hey i'm actually you know this is what i'm believing about myself i think it's important to speak up to each other and be vulnerable and, you know, with your friends, I think that's super helpful and it gives your friends an opportunity to speak truth to you. Yeah, so as we get ready to wrap up, you know, think about those yes buts, uh, those lies that you might be making agreements with or those areas in your life where you just, 
you know, may not feel like you add up, right? So, so let's go back to some of those yes buts that I mentioned at the beginning and let's turn those into yes ands, right? So, you know, when it comes to different things like yes, but God, I'm not qualified. I can replace it and surrender it to yes. And I have prepared and equipped you to do every good work. Yes, but God, I don't know enough scripture or I don't have enough scripture memorized. Yes. And you have a Bible, (laughs) That was probably one of my most like aha moment when it came to scripture. It was like, wait, I don't have to have it all memorized. I actually have the Bible that I can go to. Yes, but I'm fearful and I'm scared. Yes, and I have not given you a spirit of fear. God has given me a spirit of power, a spirit of love, a spirit of self-discipline. Yeah, but my stinking thinking keeps getting in the way. You know, the world around me is, is crashing. Well, Romans 12, 2 says, yes, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Yeah, but you don't know what I have done. Yes, and Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Friends, let me remind you, you are forgiven. May I encourage you, just keep saying yes, yes, And erase that yes, but because all that does is help you make an agreement with an enemy that wants you to sit in that lie and sit in that agreement, sit in that sin or stronghold so that you don't prosper. Elevation Worship has a song, Sea of Victory, and one of the lines in there I just love. It says, you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. So let me remind you, the enemy has no dominion. Wow, Keola, I think we've just kind of scratched the surface on lies, lies that we believe about ourselves. Yeah, so this will definitely be a two or three part series for sure. So make sure you definitely stay tuned each week. And, you know, again, like Jess said, we're we're just scratching the surface. You know, we were able to kind of talk about who the enemy is, the father of lies. You know, what a lie is, their thoughts from the enemy that lead us away from God and his truths and how to identify them. So again, expect in the next few episodes about how we can put on the armor of God. We'll continue with the truths of scripture. We'll talk about fruit of the spirit so that we can continue to fight this battle that has already been won. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We want to pray for you. So please send us any prayer requests that you may have. And if we have encouraged you today, and I hope that we have, we want to know. Our email is in the show notes below. And if you know of someone that this episode could help, please share it with them. We are on Facebook at Ships on Fire, so please like and share our page so that we can continue to reach people and help them move on the journey God has for them. And thank you again for listening to our podcast today.